Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Legendary. Iconic. Pioneering. These are words that are typically reserved to identify only a select few in the history of any sport. The list of athletes who fit the bill are almost exclusively recognized by a single name. Jordan. Gretzky. Messi. Tiger. Our guest today has not only earned such status, but also so much more that when I say Annika, that is all you need to know of who I am talking about. To list Annika Sormstan's accomplishments would take the entirety of the show, but know this, she has 94 professional victories to her name, 72 of which came on the LPGA Tour, which is third all time, 17 L.E.T., Tours, which is fifth all time. Ten major championships. Only three women have more. She won the LPGA Tours Player of the Year Award. An incredible eight times. She was a member of the European Solheim Cup team eight times and a captain of the 2017 team. And the most astonishing thing of all, she achieved all of this in only a 15-year stretch from 1994 to 2008. To say that Annika Sorenstam is just a Hall of Famer would be a disservice, really, to all that she's done for golf, for women, for charity, over so many decades. She is a living bridge, having ushered in generations of young women into the game of golf. It is always an honor when she is kind enough to spend some time with us on the show. Annika, Welcome. How are you? How are things going in your life? Good morning. Wow. Thank you for that introduction. I'm, I'm very flattered. <laughs> Rightfully so. Uh, you're, you've been so busy uh, right now, uh, you know, just recounting what you accomplished competitively. But as I alluded to there, you haven't stopped. And that's why I, I always get a kick out of it when we bring legends on like yourself and you say, wow, that was mm-hmm. quite an introduction. And I think to myself, but it's your life path. It's what you've already authored. And you're not stopping. You're still going strong. Could you share with us how things are going in the life of Annika Sorenstam? Yeah, no, I, you know, I'm happy where I am in my life. You know, my kids are keeping us busy. Mike is keeping me busy. Uh, living in Orlando, the weather is beautiful. We can be out and play some golf and hang out and busy with the foundation. My partners got some great um, projects going and new new company ambassador ambassadorial roles. So, yeah, no, it's... Uh, Life is good. You've been playing a lot of uh, competitive golf relative to the period that, that preceded it, uh, and most notably recently when the the LPGA's event at Lake Nona, the Hilton Grand Vacations, uh, you were competing in the celebrity division and fought right to the end with Derek Lowe. Uh, and the prospect of you playing in the U.S. Women's Open this year, what are your thoughts in terms of when and where and how often you will tee it up? Yeah, no, I am. Uh, I'm kind of taking it as, as it comes. Um, you know, I am enjoying some part of it. I must say, you know, my kids are really supportive. Mike is super supportive, and it's fun to have him on the bag. It's it's become a family affair more than anything, and that's really the way I would like to have it. Um, you know, I'm not doing it necessarily for me personally. I feel like I've had my career. I'm pleased about that. But the kids enjoy. Ian Goff, you know, Will has become um, quite the golfer and he really enjoys it. I'm out there working with him on a regular basis. And then Ava as well has been out quite a few times lately. And so we have fun doing it, you know, and uh, since I turned 50, I realized that maybe I should continue to support the LPGA or just women's women's golf. And I feel like the more I play and I'm out there, I can be, you know, quite relative to these young players, even though they're half my age, third of my age, or maybe even a quarter, who knows? Some of them are super young, but you know, just to be able to be part of the game and can, and can share stories and my passion and my knowledge. And, you know, the more I keep in the game, it makes it a little easier. When you talk about uh, Will becoming passionate about the game of golf and, and even, I believe, Ava, you too, you mentioned that uh, are enjoying it. 
Where, what other sports are the kids into? Are they are they doing a lot of soccer down there in Orlando? Well, or is... yeah, we've kind of slowed down on all the other sports. As Will is just he's a golf nut. He just um, I pick him up at school. He wants to, he heads straight to the range. He meets his buddies <laughs> over there. They practice and then they play. And then it gets dark. I have to go find him. Luckily, we he has a cell phone. I can do the eye phone find. I find him on the seventh hole. I go and pick him up. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> It's, uh, it's great. He loves it so much. And of course, Ava, you know, she's out there busy. She's um, soon to be a teenager. So, you know, busy with school and other things. It's just, it's just never enough time. And, you know, I've always been a believer in trying different sports and just, you know, living in it right now, you realize it's really difficult to, to manage all of them. So we have decided, you know, whatever you want to do, we're just going to support it. How much does having to chase him down now in this case with, with find, finding it, the phone through yours and, and being able to send messages and go and physically pick him up. But how much outside of that, the reality of just being devoted to the game until the lights come on and, and it's time to eat dinner, does that any of that remind you of yourself at a, at a similar age? Yeah, but I would be on the range. I would be on the practice uh, putting green. He loves to play. And, you know, his best friend here is uh, Joshua Poulter. And uh, he also plays with Carl um, Stenson. So the three of them are out there, and it's just it's hilarious. And... Huh. So much fun. So I think he's more, he loves to play. He loves to go out there. You know, he likes to try more trick shots and, you know, kind of work on shots around the greens. Maybe that's, you know, what we always characterize, you know, that's just how the boys practice a little bit more. You know, they like to have games. They like to experiment. I was a lot more, more, you know, disciplined on the range, just working on one motion. So it's fun to see the love of the game. And just, I'm telling you, I mean, it's Sundays and he's playing 36 holes. I just can't get him to come in. <laughs> yeah. How much is that just baseline good advice for parents who want to get their kids involved in a sport or parents who want to get their kids involved specifically with golf to let them, how do I phrase it, consume the game the way that they want to? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a learning experience for us as parents, of course, you know, I, I try to relate back to my childhood and Mike is trying to relate back to his, you know, what he was doing with his sports, the baseball, the basketball and the football. And, you know, the kids are just so different. You know, I, I cannot have the same approach uh, that I have with Ava that I do with Will. And, you know, of course we always think about, you know, we hope he doesn't get burned out. I just want him to have a good time. And, and, you know, so we try to mix in a little bit of fundamentals. You know, we work a little bit on the swing, but the rest of it, I just want him to have a good time. He loves to be out there and experiment. And, of course, he watches golf on TV. He tried to emulate all the, you know, the stars on the on the PGA Tour. And I think, you know, that is so fun. I mean, they're role models, and he just that's just what he wants to do. And, you know, it's, it's great when they have a passion for something. I think a lot of parents or anybody, we look for passion passions. We want to find something we want to spend time doing. And this has really just come on so organically. Of course, you know, we introduced him early and there was other sports then, but now it's just, it's just, he lives and breathes golfs and we're just going to kind of go with the flow. So we'll see how that goes. I just, you know, there's nothing you can do when somebody's so passionate. And I love that he is so passionate it, to, to the point where you're talking about your childhood, of course, Mike's childhood. Mike, in Mike's case, I, I knew his dad, and, and for him to be the son of a, a, someone that played on the PGA Tour, that's going to open up different opportunities or at least different experiences. In yours growing up in Sweden, I am curious how it all started. How was it that you discovered the game of golf, and then, as you've put it, that you all of a sudden realized that you had this great passion for it, uh, such that you would stay on the range and continue to work on the move? Yeah, my parents are both um, quite athletic, I would say, played different sports growing up in Sweden. My mom was pregnant with me when she started to play golf, so she she claims all the success. She says, you felt it early before you were even born. You felt the rhythm of a golf swing. So, But, you know, it took a little while for me to get interested in golf. I played, I did play a lot of sports. I did downhill skiing. I played tennis for many years, competed for over eight. Um, I played soccer. I mean, I did, did everything. I just love sports. And you know, golf was kind of on the side because my parents played, but I felt like it was a a slow sport. I felt it was for old people, and I wanted some more action. But, uh, you know, eventually when I got a little older, I realized that this game has so many dimensions. You know, it's not just hitting drivers, as you know. It's not just, you know, work on your putting. I mean, it, every day is different. Every lie is different. Every course is different. And, and I found it very challenging, and I just wanted to just get better and 
able to adjust and play these courses. And so, I, I mean, I got hooked a little later uh, in life. I mean, you see, I mean, when I talk about Will, I mean, I wasn't even playing golf at the age of 10. So, you know, it just kind of has, it has to kind of just come naturally, I think. And then, you know, and after that, I enjoyed, you know, being out there and working on my game and, you know, in tennis, I had a weak backhand and it felt like all my opponents, they realized that right away. So they were just hitting on my backhand and I got frustrated in golf. I figured, you know, you can play your own game. If you fade the ball, just play a fade, you know, if you hit it low, just hit it low. And, um, and I just enjoyed that part of the game that you can find your strategy, your way of getting the ball in the hole. More with World Golf Hall of Fame member Annika Sorenstand coming up here in the Fairways of Life show. Hey, we have announced our next fan trip. We were going to do it right in the middle of winter like we normally do, but with the Omicron variant and all the rest, we decided to wait. So we're going to do it late in the spring, and we're going here to the beautiful French Lick Resort in Indiana. They have two championship golf courses. This one, the Pete Dye Golf Course. They also have a Donald Ross course that is one of my top 10 Donald Ross golf courses in all the world. You are more than welcome to join us. Just log on to fairwaysoflife.com slash French Lick 2022. Fairwaysoflife.com slash French Lick 2022. We really were aggressive in pricing this trip, so it was within reach of everybody's budget because we know after COVID, everyone wants to get out and have fun and hang out together, and there's so much that you can do at the French Lick Resort. Again, fairwaysoflife.com slash French Lick 2022. More coming up after this. Ben Hogan demanded perfection in every golf club that bore his name. We still do. Exceptional quality. Exceptional craftsmanship, exceptional price. Order your custom-built combo iron set at BenHoganGolf.com. Ireland is home to over 400 courses, including a third of the world's natural links and a selection of exceptional championship courses in amazing locations, as well as hosting the prestigious Ryder Cup, Solime Cup, and the Open. Experience golf like you never have before from Royal Port Rush, Royal County Down, Port Marnock, Lahinch, Valley Bunyan, or Tralee. Let yourself be embraced by the culture and history and feel the warmth of the Irish people who will make you feel as though you have not left home, but returned to it. For more information, log on to Ireland.com. Want to get ball fit like the pros? Now it's easy. Just grab your phone and a friend and have them record a video of you hitting a drive. Hello, Senior Tour. I absolutely smoked that. <laughs> anyway, submit your video to BridgestoneGolf.com. You'll receive an email showing your stats and the best tour B for your game. So get fit and get better. Sweet. You got me on a good day. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever? Because we are. Our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from Callaway. TaylorMade, Cobra, Titleist, and more. Plus, shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands. Experience golf's biggest selection under one roof. Don't just shop this season. Shop with the pros at the PGA Tour Superstore. The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern Time and 24-7 on demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information. Are you an E or a C? Both have Ridgeback. These are loaded with tech. Which one are you gaming? Definitely E for me. It's just so forgiving. I'm definitely an E. C is for Cheka. What else? C is for kill it. C is me. Low spinning bombs. So, are you an E or a C? Hmm. I don't know. Hey, wait a minute. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one. Gives you feedback in real time so you feel where you are in your golf swing. Transition, plus 4.2 inches. Length of backswing, 50.3 inches. The Wiz really helped me to keep that consistent swing. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. Transition on plane. That's the mic drop. I think I've mentioned to you in the past, Annika, that my wife is of Swedish descent. And, and when we have gone back to, to Sweden to see her family, there's a different vibe in Sweden. There's a humility that, that is carried amongst the, the people. And I'm curious about 
for you to play an individual sport. And as you started to show promise in that individual sport, and then you started to excel in that individual sport, did you ever have an issue with trying to balance the idea that you are now being thrust up into the public Mm -hmm. eye and glorified against this, this sense that I have of a general mentality of the Swedish people, which is to say, no, we don't really necessarily, in my, my definition, don't really necessarily want to stand out. Yeah, I mean, it's a very good question. I think, you know, I think that probably a, a common feel or, or thoughts about maybe, you know, some of the, the Swedish people you might meet, meet. And I would say that I'm probably one of them. I, you know, I didn't, I always wanted my, my clubs to do the talking. I, I never really, I never sought the limelight. That's not why I play. Um, I play because I enjoy the game. I play because I want to get better and and have a good time doing it, you know. And then, you know, obviously one thing leads to another. If you do well in a tournament, you qualify for, you know, for a regional event. And then when I won regionals, then I qualified for, you know, national events. And then I was on the national team. It was just, you know, I guess the goals, uh, I start achieving my goals. But as far as just getting accolades and, and, you know, being out there and being the face was just not really my initial plan. Um, I never really thought what it would be to, you know, to become a, a world-class player and then to become a World Golf Hall of Famer. I mean, that those just things kind of happen. And I had, you know, I've had to kind of get adjusted to that and learn how to handle the responsibilities and what it takes to be there and, and, and being maybe the face of the LPGA or women's golf or mm-hmm. all those different things. And I think I've slowly um, learned how to handle it and, and gotten comfortable with it and realized the importance of it. But that's never really why I played and wanted to be a good player. So I think that mentality is, is quite common in Sweden, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I think coming here to America, it's, it's very different. It's, you know, they really celebrate their their stars and they're super proud and and you know they they build you up and i think you know that's you know why you have a lot of successful um athletes in this country and and not to say that you know i'm not welcome in sweden or anything like that on the country when i come home i i'm very welcomed and i'm you know they appreciate me they do but i think just that has taken some time um and um so yeah it's just a little different culture i guess yeah, it, it, to that culture, it, it reminds me of, uh, I was speaking with Martin Keimer one time about in German. I, was, I also spoke speak to Bernhard Langer about the same thing. And they both were kind of laughing, Annika, saying that when you come from a country that doesn't have a deep or prominent golf culture in particular, that you go back and Martin was talking about finishing second in a tournament or finishing third or finishing in the top 10 or top 20. Bernhard, the same. And people trying to process, oh, you mean you didn't win? Well, yeah, in golf, you don't win all the time. You're laughing about it, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I do. And, you know, I, I would say I probably spoiled myself too with those, <laughs> with some of the results. You expect to be there every single week, and then you realize the competition is is really, really tough. And, and uh, you know, again, it's just exactly what you say. We don't have, I mean, we have some good players. I mean, I you know, I wouldn't be here if we if I said we didn't have any good Swedish player. I mean, Lisa Lot Norman really paved the way. 1988, she won the U.S. Open. Then we've had some other players on the LPGA prior to to me, and and you know they you know they they opened the door in the sense that you start dreaming what it will be like to play on the LPGA. I mean, early on the LPGA for me was it was U.S. players. You know, it was Bessie King and Pat Bradley and Beth Daniel and. Hadashi and Nancy Lopez, you know, um, Kathy Whitworth, all those are, you know, U.S. players. And all of a sudden, you know, when you see your country woman do so well, you start thinking, well, maybe one day I can do that. So I think it's really important for, you know, the, the different players from the different nationalities to come through because it, it sparks an interest, it sparks a dream. And, and uh, you know, I would say that I'm, I'm one of those. I, you know, I love the, the direction that you're taking is right now, Annika, because talking about sparking an interest, sparking a dream, that inspiration, that motivation, that passion, because I think that directly ties back into the Annika Foundation. So from that standpoint, I would ask you, how did you start it? Why did you start it? And what does it stand for? Yeah, well, thank you for asking, because it's uh, it's really an important part of 
my life and our life, you know, giving back to the game that's been so good to us. And, you know, it all started in, in 2007. I realized that, you know, sometime soon my career is going to come to an end. And I, I didn't want to leave the game. I want to continue to be part of the game. But then also I wanted to figure out how can I inspire the next generation? And, you know, I was looking at what were the things that close to my heart? Well, obviously, you know, the game, uh, international, uh, young girls and competition. Uh, we wanted high-end competition. We wanted, you know, uh, to be able to do more. That's why our tagline is more than golf. You know, we have clinics, we do welcome dinners, we would have workshops. It's a little bit more special than just, you know, just a regular tournament. We wanted these girls to really walk away with some incredible memories. And, you know, here we are, what, 14 years later, and we have seven global tournaments. We have additional initiatives for younger girls. There's six to 12. And, and it's all about inspiring the next generation of girls. You know, some initiatives is more about putting a golf club in their hands. Some of the initiatives, you know, is, is you know, we're talking the elite of junior junior girls golf. I mean, these are players are getting scholarships uh, in the U.S. and and players are moving on to play on the LPGA. I mean, we have over 60 uh, players on the LPGA today that have played in an Annika tournament. And we have over 140 that's now playing on the Epson tour, the, you know, the past wow. semester tour. And so, you know, we feel like we've kind of seen the growth from these junior girls to go up and, you know, play Soham Cup. And it's really, really neat to follow their journey to, you know, to be inspired by this amazing young group of girls. They're so passionate and so, um, you know, they're like sponges. They want to learn everything. So I share my stories, you know, my expertise and, and you know, just kind of make them feel good. I mean, there's always been a lot of tournaments for young boys, but there's never really been so many for young girls. And we've seen that the last 15 years. I mean, the, the junior rate of girls now is up to 34. 15 years ago, it was you know, half of that. We're talking 17% of all juniors. That's nothing. So now we're seeing the global expansion and, you know, we tie them all in. If you win a tournament overseas, you get invited to play in our tournament in the U.S. and will become a recruiting spot for many colleges. And it is so neat to see these young players, you know, be able to walk away with a scholarship. I mean, they're getting a platform to showcase their skills. They would never had that before. And, you know, that's just, you know, that's a dream come true for me and, and hopefully for them too. That is so exciting to hear about all the things that you're doing and so cool mm -hmm. to think that, you know, you had a dream, you, you had a goal, you had a passion to connect all this. And now uh, it is doing so very, very well these years later and connecting and helping so many young people. Uh, to that point, we, you know, we don't get an opportunity to talk about it enough, I think, but whether someone, uh, whether it's their daughter or whether it's a granddaughter or a relative or friend, loved one, what kind of advice do you have, first of all, for that person, the adult in the relationship, to say, allow them to try, allow them to dream, allow them to give it a shot, and how important? What message do you have of inspiration for the person in that role before we even get into the kids? Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right. I think, you know, one thing I always tell them, it needs to be fun. You know, with my kids, I want, you know, I do the same thing with my kids. I want them to associate golf with fun. You know, it's uh, competition is, is a little part of it. It's more the education part and the memories and and for other girls to meet other girls. You know, a lot of times, you know, they go to a club or they go somewhere. They won't see a young girl there. And it could be quite intimidating for, you know, maybe eight year old, 10 year old, 12 year old. And especially if you're starting out, it's like, I don't know how to how to do this. And, you know, maybe I don't hit it as far. And then they kind of lose the interest. So just by getting the girls together, we you know, we've had a few um of these events at, at Top Golf, and you know some of them are total beginners, and they walk away and they're having so much fun, and 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 that's really what I love. I love the smile on their faces. You know, they, they're sharing photos, and you know they're now um, following each other on social media, and you know it's just it's been great. And I mean, the message is really have fun. You know, trust yourself, enjoy what you're doing, and you know we, we're not trying to create the next. You know. Uh, World Golf Hall of Famer by any means. We just want to make sure that they can, you know, expand and reach their own full potential. There's so much to do within golf. It doesn't have to be playing professionally. We all know that. I mean, golf industry is is, um, is searching for women to be part of it. Whether it's, I mean, kind of what you are, you know, in the in the journalism area, or you know, TV, or manufacturing, or club management or, I mean, you know, you know, the, the golfing crew out there, you know, the superintendents, I mean, we need women, we need, 
female representation and we just want them to have a good time with golf and use it as a vehicle because we all know that you know when women get up and they start seeking jobs a lot of um women in c suites they have a sports background you know they are they know what it takes to be successful whether you know just hard work or discipline or focus or you know team team environment with other sports so that's why we push you know golf in that way to use it as something that's positive and also creates a lot of memories you know one of the things that's so amazing about having the opportunity to speak with world golf hall of fame members is that and i know this is a celebration of the obvious they are so unique uh, the 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 amount of insight that you get from them is so special. So we're going to continue our conversation with Annika Sornstan in just a second. I want to remind everybody that the Fairways of Life show is live every day during the week at 8 a.m. Eastern time. And then after that, it immediately becomes a 24-7 on-demand podcast, or you can pick up the streaming video from the show. So we're on digital radio. Best way to find it, I think, is on the Fairways of Life app. Or you can catch us on the television side. And again, we're in both those places. We're on hundreds of different places. But I think the best way to get it is on our YouTube page. Just look up Fairways of Life and hang with us during the week. Thank you, too, for being with us on our national broadcast that we are all enjoying the company of Annika Sorenstan with on this day. And we will continue with that after this. One of the things I love about talking with World Golf Hall of Fame members is that every time you collectively speak, there are pearls of wisdom that are constantly dropped. You just talked about the formula for success, uh, hard work, discipline, and focus. You, you spoke about the formula for passion and carrying on when you said, have fun, trust yourself, and enjoy what you're doing. Uh, th there was something else that you touched on uh, when, when you, you talked about different avenues in the game of golf and in the industry. In my case, Annika... Mine was backwards. Uh, I started, first of all, on the equipment manufacturing side, then on the green grass club management side, then into the media side. Uh, and so from that standpoint, I wanted to ask you about another area where, where I think the game of golf desperately needs the input of women. And that is how we set up and how we build and how we manage golf courses. I have yet to see a golf course, in my experience, that has tee boxes correctly placed for women. If it's an older <laughs> club, you're laughing about it, right? But if it's yeah. an older club, many times I see a tee box that almost looks like an afterthought to where it's put. And if it's a newer club, I constantly see female golfers having to come into par fours with three woods where the average for a male golfer might be a seven iron. Uh, I'm curious if, I don't remember you and I ever talking about that in the past, but since you mentioned it uh, with golf courses and other avenues in the industry, I'm curious what you think. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you, it is spot on. I mean, we all talk about let's grow the game, you know, let's get more juniors in, let's get more women in. And, and then, you know, one thing to say it, I think then you have to act to it. And those are really good points that you're mentioning. And, you know, I, you know, every time you go to a golf course, people always say, well, let's look at the back tee. Let's see how it looks back here. Isn't it beautiful? And you're like, well, yeah, well, how many golfers uh, play back here and how many golfers should really play back here? And then, you know, you get kind of the, you know, the last minute, you know, tee boxes and they just kind of put them and they're aiming sideways. And it's like, it's a last minute uh, thought. And a lot of courses are not designed for, you know, for maybe the beginner, you know, for the people that don't hit it 300 yards. So, you know, the angles are really not, you know, they don't come into play. So they have to play sideways and then get up there. And like you said, a lot of three was into it. And then you have a bunker in front and you know, when you have setups like that, it, it's not inspiring. It's not fun. It's not, you know, it's not something you, you know, bring other women in that have never played because it's, you know, it's just not good for your confidence. So you're absolutely right. I mean, I think it starts at the very top. And I mean, I think that's, you know, we don't really have a lot of female uh, golf course designers out there. I mean, every time I throw my name in the ring, they, they always say, well, we want a championship course. And and I always tell them, I said, I'll play you anywhere, anytime. So, and then we can make a decision. But, you know, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to um, grow the game, you have to have everybody in, in their mind when you design a golf course. And, I mean, that even comes to the clubhouse. It comes to the experience. Literally, from from the time you park the car in the, in the, in the parking lot, there needs to be a, a welcoming for, for every demographic that you're searching or that you're trying to reach, you know, whether it's a pro shop, 
Um, you know, a lot of people think you have to be a pro to shop, <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's just the wording sometimes and you come into a clubhouse and you would see all the, the old club champions and a lot of times it's men in suits and, and that's not a bad thing is, you know, you need to somehow preserve the culture and the history and all those, but how are we going to bring people in there if, you know, the women's locker room is, you know, around behind, you know, the corner when you can't even find it. So, you know, there's a lot of things I think can be done. You know, we're not talking about millions of dollars. I just think having a little sense and and kind of put yourself in the perspective what it's like. And I think we can really achieve, um, you know, more of 50-50, um, you know, as far as demographic goes. Because we all know golf is a sport for everyone. It really is. And it's, it's, it's a game for life. So, you know, let's include, you know, the young ones, you know, let's just make it more yes. fun and make it, it's okay for kids to run around. It's okay for kids to do that. And, you know, let's just kind of loosen up certain things and see if we can find a happy medium of tradition, culture, but also, you know, refresh the game. No doubt about it. Uh, when, when one considers the fact that tradition and, and culture can be added to uh, simply by looking forward to the future and understanding where, where the, the desire is and where the demographics of the game are going. The game is booming right now. And if you look at where the game is booming in terms of young people coming into the game, in terms of females coming into the game, we have for years in our uh, game have had a problem with retention of women and our retention is getting better as well. And it's because people are starting to open their hearts and minds to those needs. And I love what Annika just said to all of us. If you have a golf course that you're going to build, or if you have a golf course you're going to redesign, hire Annika Sorenstein because she will play you any place <laughs> at any time. Annika, I want to talk to you about your major championships. As we noted, the number is staggering with 10. I'm just curious. I'm not sure if, if, if you would say that you have truly quiet moments in your incredibly busy life, but when you're watching the, the flames flicker on the logs, maybe when you're out west by the lake, where does your mind go from a competitive standpoint? Do you go back to those major championships mm -hmm. and, and quietly relive these moments of glory? You know, I um, I think I'm more of a a present type of person um, and maybe even more of a forward thinker, which sometimes I have to stop myself and, and smell the roses that Amy Alcott told me one time. Uh, just kind of enjoy what you're doing. I keep, I have a tendency to just kind of, I'm on this train and sometimes this train just kind of goes. Um, but, you know, when I'm at home and, and I have a quiet moment, you know, we have a, a a trophy case, I guess you can say. And, you know, when I turn on the lights there, you know, a lot of things, um, you know, shine and sparkle and, and it brings back some memories, you know, it, and you're right. I mean, I, I have a lot of things to, to look back at and, you know, I'm very, very thankful and, you know, I appreciate what I've done and I'm proud of what I've achieved. Um, and, you know, watching highlights and those things that, that brings back some wonderful memories. I mean, it makes me smile. It makes, you know, it, it warms my heart and also it, it makes me proud. I mean, I have, there's no doubt anybody that has had some success. I mean, we all talk about um, blood, sweat and tears. I mean, there's a lot of hours behind that. And, you know, I look at it and then, you know, you think of the sacrifices you have made and and I don't really doubt any of that. On the contrary, I'm proud. I'm like, I'm glad that I, that I put all this effort in to be able to, you know, to just kind of see what I was capable of doing. And, you know, I think when those are one of the traits that I try to you know, teach my kids is, you know, if you want to achieve something in life, it just doesn't just happen. It doesn't just knock on the door and here's a trophy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, my dad told me a long time ago, there are no shortcuts to success. So I think when I look at them, it just, it's uh it makes me proud that i you know i put the effort in i worked hard and and it, it's one of those traits that i'm you know that i i have in me to continue to work to be disciplined and focused whatever i put my mind to and you know when i'm starting other businesses or doing other things i always refer to golf and i always keep telling myself you know i didn't get to play on the lpga just you know a weeks of practice you know it's years and you have to just stay in there and keep doing it. If you're having fun and you believe in yourself, I mean, it just, you got to put in the work. And, and that's, I think, what the trophies, um, you know, give to me. But also, I would say just the memories and the people. So I feel like, I mean, I, I look at them and it, it's, 
it completes me with people and memories. I mean, what else could you ask for in life? I don't think you could ask for, for much more. And certainly with the incredible mm -hmm. career that you had, there, it, there's hardly room to ask for much more. Uh, do you ever, Annika, do you ever dream about golf? Is, is that something that's in your subconscious? Um, you know, I do, but I actually dream more about my golf swing and my, you know, things like that. I, you know, I, early on, I would, before a round, I would think about, okay, what, what does it take tomorrow? I might go to bed and lay there and think about, okay, I'm playing number one. I got to play it that way. Number two, I go through there. But now I don't necessarily have, you know, big tournaments right around the corner. Now it's more like, okay, how can I maintain what I have? What do I need to do? You know, I'm, I'm not 28 anymore, and how do I kind of keep this level with the amount of time and the commitment, other commitments I have? So I think it's more just analyzing over like that. But there's still moments when I'm in the shower and I take a swing, and Mike be like, "What are you doing?" I said, "I think I have a swing thought." Um, <laughs> you know, I, still, I still do that. <laughs> it may look like heaven, but this is actually a shot from atop of the Pete Dye course at the French Lick Resort. We're going to take you guys there coming up a few months from now. You are more than welcome to join us on our next big fan trip. Just log on to fairwaysoflife.com slash FrenchLick2022, fairwaysoflife.com slash FrenchLick2022, and you'll get all the details there. Uh, we will continue to cover the details with Annika Sorenstam when we come back. Boeing Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boeing Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boeing Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boeinggolf.com. Today, there are smarter phones, smarter cars, smarter everything. So Bridgestone Golf's engineers thought, why not a smarter golf ball? Introducing the new Tour B with a smart reactive IQ cover that delivers more power off your driver and more control off your wedges. Try Bridgestone's new Tour B with reactive IQ cover. The smarter Tour Ball. The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern Time and 24-7 on demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information. Glenn Hogan demanded perfection in every golf club that bore his name. We still do. Exceptional quality. Exceptional craftsmanship. Exceptional price. Order your custom-built Equalizer 2 wedges at benhogangolf.com. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever? Because we are. Our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, Titleist, and more. Plus, shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands. Experience golf's biggest selection under one roof. Don't just shop this season. Shop with the pros at the PGA Tour Superstore. Created without the constraints of time or money, PXG Golf Clubs are the most technologically advanced available today. And they are a perfect union of art, science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs in the USA. So when you hear it, you know. PXG, nobody builds golf clubs the way we do, period. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. When when you are back competing again, whether we're talking about the U.S. Senior Open or, as I mentioned, in January in Orlando, uh, how do you handle the nerves now? Is is Annika Sorenstan in terms of, and I mean, in the U.S. Senior Open was different because that in that Women's Open, 
you, you ended up breaking through to success. You had to have felt nerves. I'm just curious if you emotionally, physically process that differently now than you did at one time. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. I mean, I feel nerves, but I would say that these are different type of nerves. I mean, I don't, I know in the back of my mind that, you know, I'm, it, it's for fun. It doesn't matter what I do, you know, go out there and play your best. And, you know, I have all these um, thoughts in my mind to defend myself that it's okay to, you know, not to be at the peak of my career anymore. And, and I'm fine with that, but still, you know, you go out there and you, you know, some things just feel very natural and some things just doesn't feel the same it used to be. So, um, and I think, you know, going out there, we would talk about the U S open. I mean, there was no doubt, of course, about nervous because nowadays I play in a golf cart and you get to the green and people give you three, four footers, and then you kind of move on. Uh, all of a sudden you, you know, you have to put a score together and it's not just 18 holes. It might be 36, it might be 54 or 72. So, you know, it is a little different. Um, but I think also at the end of the day, I mean, I have a lot of, res a lot of respect for the game and, and I want to do well. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's just a fine, fine balance of being, okay, accepting where you are today and, and then still relying on what I used to do. So um, I'm not handling maybe 100% perfectly because I go back and forth, but, and it's something I will have to deal with all the time because I still feel very young at heart. Um, so, and I know what it's like to hit good shots. I know what it, they're supposed to look and feel like, and it doesn't always happen. So if I can just kind of brush that away, you know, I will, I have an amazing time on the course. How much fun was it well, recently then for you to be playing alongside of the current LPGA stars and certainly something to be doing too at the U S women's open in, in the spring, but how much, how much fun was that for you to be uh, alongside of Nelly and the rest? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy it. I mean. Uh, they played in uh, Anika Invitational, so <laughs> I've wow. seen them for, you know, for for a few years. And uh, not to make me feel any better, but Will told me, "Mommy, you you age uh, is the same as Nelly and Jessica together." So <laughs> that really didn't make me um, run down the fairway. But um, you know, it's it's fun to play with, you know, who, whoever's at the top of of the leaderboard and doing the best. And I'm a big fan of both the Cordas. I mean, Nelly is doing some. She's playing superb golf and just to be there and playing with a new generation. Again, it makes, it makes me feel like I'm part of the game and it feels like I'm more relevant in the game. I can, you know, I can feel and see it a little bit more than I used to when I was just more on the outside. Um, you know, so, and of course, playing at home here, like Nona, um, having family around and kids around, Mike on the bag, it's just made it very special. And, you know, the course, the conditions on Saturday, Sunday, rain and wind and 40 degrees is not my type of golf anymore. So I had to dig <laughs> deep to be able to have a chance to, you know, kind of keep up. But, um, you know, it was a, it was a good week. I, I fought hard and and I'm proud of that. Yeah, you are very, very much still relevant, Annika Sormstan. And I think part of that reason is because of the way you've kept yourself engaged in the foundation and kept yourself engaged with ambassadorships and sponsors. So I want to go down that road for a second. Um, before I ask about your sponsors in general, uh, before we went on, Dom gave me a note about fizzy bees, which I guess <laughs> is a new, a new drink that you're behind. What, what is that all about? Yeah. So fizzy bees is based on me being a busy bee during COVID. Mike and I will be testing drinks and we were looking for a kind of a uh, ready to drink cocktail that uh, has some flavor, but not all the calories that you will find in a homemade cocktail. So uh, we, uh, you know, we just started to mix and had some friends over and contacted my friend, Kathy Johansson, who's a business entrepreneur. And, and uh, we just worked for 20 months and literally two weeks ago, we canned our first um, margarita was our first mix. We have a Cosmo, we have a Moscow mule and a mojito and they're all, 140 calories. They're all natural. Um, they're sweetened with um, organic honey. And uh, I promise is we're going to get back to the environment uh, through our little fizzy bee promise. You know, it's uh, it's been really a fun journey and they're going to be on shelves in Ohio in March. It's just happening and it's, it's really cool. And uh, the feedback has been amazing. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. So Fizzy Bees is going to be in the marketplace. Does it have your name on the tin? I can, I, I'm watching video, but I can't see if it, if it has your yeah, signature no, name. Uh, no, it doesn't have my name on the can or the packaging. Uh, I just really wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted the drink and the can to do the, you know, the, the talking on its own. But obviously it's Mike and I behind it and my partner, <laughs> Kathy, 
Um, and, um, you know, that's where we want to go. We obviously, we want to get in pro shops and we want to get in beverage carts. We want to be in golf clubs. We want to be everywhere. It's a drink for everyone, everywhere, anytime. So I got some cans right here. I can show you uh, a little <laughs> bit of ones right here. Uh, we a marketing company, and I'm telling you, that took our, our dream and put it together. You can go to the website, fizzybees.com. It's live. Um, and it's, uh, like I tell people, our, um, our product is beelining towards you anytime soon. I love it. I absolutely love it. Even having samples at the ready. That's fantastic. Well, good luck with Fizzy Bees. I do have to say, Annika, it seems to be in keeping with your, your personality that you didn't put your name on the tin. I, that would be like the first thing most marketing people I would think would think of to go, oh, you got to be on there. But we wish you the very best with it, especially as you wish to expand it through the world of sport and particularly the world of golf. So good luck with all that. I got to try some fizzy bees here straight yeah, away. No, we'll, uh, we'll get you some. It's uh, Obviously, we're learning a lot and we're trying to sign up with some distributors in different states and and then we got to crank up the production. So yeah, we're um, supporting, um, you know, honey, honey conservations around the country so that we can supply our cans. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Okay. Sponsors wise, as I mentioned, you've done a brilliant job with your associations. It is no surprise to me at all that many of the companies that you are associated with, you have been for many, many years, which speaks to the quality of that, which they get back from, from you and from your reputation and the way it continues to be. It has always been relevant in the marketplace. You want to share with us uh, who those companies are you've aligned yourself yeah, no, with? I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm super proud. And you can see <laughs> Callaway. I've been with them for a long time, but also, you know, 3M, Ahead, Rolex, um, Lexus, Lola, Revo, Hilton Grand Vacations, uh, and then Cabot Links, which is a, a club in um, St. Lucia, um, which is uh, just going to start. Uh, well, there's designing. Ben Crenshaw designing it to open uh, soon. So we're super excited about that. But, you know, I've been with some of these partners for a long time. Really appreciate the support through my playing career. And then now when I'm, you know, adventuring into my foundation and other things. And now I'm playing today. So, you know, Mike does a super job maintaining that relationship together and, um, it's been fun. You know, actually, I can do a lot more with them now because I got the time to be out there and help them, you know, support their causes and their products and the things that they're into. Uh, it's awesome. So, Annika, the last thing I, I, I would like to ask you today is I know that there are people that are watching you around the world right now. I know there are people that are listening to your words and within them, they have a hope. They have a dream. They have something that they would desperately love to accomplish. What words of inspiration do you have for those people? Well, I mean, I first of all, I just appreciate the support through the years. There's no doubt that, you know, the fans have been very supportive and um, they've been staying with me through my whole career. But, you know, game is game of golf is uh, is for life. And I really realized that I think the older you get, you, you know, you put things in perspective and the things that golf has taught me is really helping me now, whether, you know, being a mom, being a philanthropist or a businesswoman or just dealing with life. And I think COVID has really, you know, uh, made people think a little bit what's important in life. And, and uh, I'm one of them, the real life family in golf is just, you know, certainly my number one. So I'm very appreciative for, for where I've been and the people I've met through the years. So let's keep it up. Let's keep playing everybody and uh, enjoy this wonderful game. Yeah, and take inspiration from Hall of Famers like Annika Sorenstan that talks about working hard, having discipline, maintaining focus, but all the time having fun along the way. It has been fun to catch up with you again, my friend. Thank you so much, and we wish you the very, very best. Thank you. Always great to see you. Thanks for having me, and good luck, and, uh, and we'll be buzzing. Fizzy bees. There you go. That's Annika Sorenstan. Join as a World Golf Hall of Fame member, an absolute legend in the game of golf. Amazing stuff. I, th I think it's good just to, I mean, look at what we have on the screen right now. 94 professional wins, 72 LPGA Tour wins, 10 major championships, eight European Solheim Cup teams, plus Captain Heronica Foundation that she went into with such detail of the massive impact that it's having on the lives of so many. It's just one of the most important people in the history of the game. What a pleasure and what an honor it was to spend some time with Annika. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, you can catch the Fairways of Life show during the week. We're on the air at 8 a.m. live uh, uh, during the weekdays. Uh, I think the best way to catch us is on our YouTube page. Just log on to Fairways of Life 
on YouTube and you can see the live streaming television show uh, during the week. Uh, it instantly becomes archived there so you can catch all of our shows. The thing that I love about our, our page on YouTube is that if you want to see interviews with the likes of Annika Sornstan or Arnold Palmer or Jack Nicholas or Lee Trevino, all of that content is there. It's all archived and available to you at any time so you can kind of relive their careers uh, and their accomplishments as well. But on top of that, we also have all of our instruction content that's available on that YouTube page. And we have all of the equipment content. And that equipment content includes all of the new equipment that are coming into the industry in 2022, like the, the Callaway Rogue XT or the Stealth Driver from TaylorMade and more. We go in depth on that page so that you guys can absolutely understand what you're interested in and whether you think that will be right for your game. So there's a ton of content. Get lost and hang out, especially during this time of year where I know it's not very nice weather in most of the country. It gives you something kind of cool to do. Speaking of which, when the weather has broken and when we have gotten into the spring, you've heard us talk about it throughout the course of this show, we're going to do a fan trip. This is our next fan trip on schedule, and we're going to the absolutely gorgeous French Lick Resort. It has two golf courses by two Hall of Fame architects, the Pete Dye course, which is annually rated as the number one course in all of Indiana. That's the mansion that sits up atop of the Pete Dye course. This is such an incredible place. You're so high up for this golf course that when you look off in the distance, all those valleys tend to get covered with fog, particularly at sunrise and sometimes at sunset. It is such an incredibly inspiring place, and it's been the locale for major championships. Speaking of which, the Donald Ross course that's on the property also hosted a major championship, won by Walter Hagen. That golf course is one of my favorite Donald Ross golf courses in all the world. Fairwaysoflife.com slash Frenchlick2022. Fairwaysoflife.com slash Frenchlick2022 is where you can get more information on this fan trip. Come hang out with us, play golf. We're going to have a ton of fun. You know who's from Frenchlick? Larry Bird is from French Lick, but we'd love to have your company if you get an opportunity to join us and it'll be coming up in the spring. Until that time, folks, and we're together again next week. Thanks so much for your company.